Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 31 of Ronnie's Reflections. This is a place where I look back on my week and offer some perspective, some reflection on all of the stuff and things that I do throughout my life. Today is June 5th, 2022, as of the time of the recording, 8.18 in the morning, Sunday, rainy outside here in Kansas, perfect ambiance to record a podcast. I fiddled around with the audio settings a little bit. I noticed that on the videos I was making last week that I was getting some reverberations, some reverberations, I say. So I turned the gain down just a little bit on the mic, turned the setting up a little bit on OBS, and I'm hoping that uh, our settings are tuned in just really, really nice, and it makes me sound like a a professional DJ radio guy or whatever the case may be. (laughs) All right, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, the first thing that we like to cover is listener feedback. The question of the week last week was, what is something kind that someone else has done for you recently? Had a lot of stupendous comments, the first of which, uh, Emil Nightshade provided his answer, but he also provided, as Greg likes to say, the feel-good comment of the week. So first his answer, my folks and my wife have always been supportive, more like tolerant of everything I've wanted to do in life. They've been there for the highs and lows and everything in between. I can certainly relate. My parents, all the special people in my life, they've always been like, you're into Lego. Okay. You're into Pokemon. Okay. You want to ride a one wheel and you're 37. Okay. Go for it. We support you. So it's good to have those people in your life. As for the feel-good comment of the week, Emil said, Also, as for your Lego Pokemon dilemma you mentioned, we haven't known each other for a very long time, but one thing I've noticed is that you are passionate about several things in life. With Lego, reselling, Pokemon high on that list. Heck, I'd hazard mentioning this. But even higher than that is being a king of the smoker. Not big in the Lego investing scene, but I've dabbled in the trading card game eons ago, and I'm so far out of it all that it feels overwhelming to fathom ever getting back into any of that. At the moment, you are dominating whatnot at the moment, and I can see you are becoming the king of whatnot soon. But from a novice in both the TCG and Lego investing game, follow your heart. As I mentioned, you are super passionate about both, and it's great following your adventures in both. I really appreciate that, Emil. That, uh, that comment definitely warmed my heart. I got the little tingles even just now reading it back. Uh, feels good to have the support of people that I've never even met in real life. But again, we're having the people that have our backs. They're cheering us on, and I appreciate it, Emil. My buddy Richard Mincy, he said, My wife made my lunch for work the other day. Normally I make my lunch for work, but she did it for me this time. Well, I went to open my lunchbox, and my wife went all out. She made me an amazing lunch with all my favorite snacks. It was awesome and a very enjoyable lunch. Also, You should keep doing Lego and Pokemon. I can't imagine you missing out on all the Harry Potter sets. Just buy what makes you happy. I think that that's dead on. I recently purchased the Van Gogh Lego art set. I have no interest in building it anytime soon, but it's also not a set that is uh, earmarked for investment either. I think that at some point I'm going to be like, yeah, I really want to build that. I've got Van Gogh things throughout my house in a couple of different places, and I love that painting. I don't necessarily want to build the set right now, but I think I would regret it if I missed out on it down the road. So I think you're exactly right, Richard. Probably need to continue snagging all of those Harry Potter sets. That rumored almost $500 Hogwarts Express train that's going to come out, that's going to suck to buy and stash away. Like, where am I ever going to display something that big? But I feel like, you know, like there is, 
this is my dark ages. I'm in my dark ages of Lego collecting, and I'm just not into collecting, into building at all. In the least bit, which is crazy, because I've been doing this hardcore since 2014. So, uh, yeah, eight, eight years. But all good things must come to an end. Lego's been the thing that's been my hobby longer than anything else other than video games. And I think you're right. Got to keep collecting the sets that I think are pretty cool. Don't necessarily want to build them. We'll just stash them away, save them for a rainy day. Michael A. said, Answer to the question, I work from the office now while my husband is working from home. Last week, I had a really long and rough day at work, and when I got home, my husband had made me a romantic dinner for us with wine and everything. Dang, you got wined and dined. That's awesome. That's got to be rough, uh, working in the office and the, the husband's working from home. That would I would be a little salty <laughs> coming home every day and be like, so, did you, uh, did you enjoy your time at home again all day working? Good for you. <laughs> All right, next up, we've got Kelly Daniels, my bestie. She said, someone came out first thing Saturday morning to air my tire up for me. That someone was you. That's true. I, I rescued a damsel in distress. She said, hey, my, my tire's flat again. Uh, I have a chronic issue in my uh, Honda hybrid car where I've tried to get the tires repaired, but they've got a slow leak in them. I've taken them to several different tire shops they keep saying they can't find any leaks. So about every two weeks, I have to put air in my in my tires. So I've purchased a couple of different um, airing up devices. I've got like the big air compressor that I don't ever use anymore because it's ridiculous. I bought a smaller one that hooks into the cigarette lighter in your car. And that's really good because if you're out and about, you get a flat. You just plug that bad boy in and you can air up your tires. Very handy dandy. And I bought what I really prefer is it's a Ryobi battery-powered tire inflator. Works great for bikes, works great for cars. I just keep that thing in my car, make sure the battery's charged up on it every two weeks, get it out, air the uh, tires up in my car. Air the tires up in my car. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Again, it's early. Words are difficult at eight in the morning on a Sunday. But I was like, hey, I got an extra one. I'll just bring that over. I'll air up your tire, and then you can just keep this in case your tire goes flat again. So yes, I rescued a damsel in distress and speaking of a damsel in distress, um, Brickitect had a question about that damsel. So he said, not sure if I'm the only one that has been thinking about this, but I will throw it out there in hopes that you address it in a future episode. So the way you talk about Kelly and how close you are makes me wonder if there's any potential for a romantic relationship between you. Just from listening to this podcast week after week, I keep hearing how amazing Kelly is and all the things you enjoy doing together that it seems like a great opportunity. But I might just be shipping you guys. I think that's what the kids call it. I'd love to hear your stance on this, or if it has ever come up in conversation, or if it has always been friends only and that's as far as it goes. And are those feelings mutual? Either way, a good friendship is hard to find, so I'm happy for both of you wonderful people. So let me give you your answer, Greg, and we'll start off with a bit of a history lesson in Ronnie's life. So I met Kelly. She's a parent of a couple of pretty awesome kiddos, uh, and I was the principal at an elementary school where all three of her children uh, attended. So she actually got involved in the uh, parents parent-teacher organization within the school, and she wound up being the president. And there would be many instances where we would have these uh, monthly meetings, and it would just be me and her because nobody else was engaged or involved, but she kept showing up 
week after week, trying to get people involved. And, and I always respected that about her. And that's where, that when I met her, and that's kind of when our, I wouldn't say friendship blossomed, because it was, I mean, we were like, we were work partners at, at that point. You know, like I was, I was certainly happily married. She was certainly happily married, and we were doing our thing, doing the school thing. But the more time that we got together and got to talking and we had these just one-on-one meetings because we were the only ones showing up for them, we came to realize that we had quite a bit in common. Most probably on top of the list is our uh, choices in music. We both tend to like the same music, which is pretty, uh, it's hard to find somebody that likes the kind of music that we like in our area. It's very heavily skewed towards country music in our area. And so to find somebody that likes Blink-182, that likes Hot Mulligan, that's that's a rare thing. So not really anything came of that. Like we weren't we weren't like texting buddies, we weren't talking regularly like we would talk whenever we saw each other at the meeting, and that was about it. Fast forward a couple of years, um, I get divorced. Her relationship with her husband is kind of starting to dissolve a little bit. And uh, we start communicating. We're just kind of like, we're just kind of like picking up our friendship. And it was always like really just so effortless to to talk to her. And hopefully she felt the same way that, you know, we would just talk about music and life and movies. And that was at a time in my life where I was feeling very isolated, very alone, very frustrated with the dating scene because I think I was on like the dating apps and trying that out and just not, not finding any substance out there with that. So we became really, really good friends. Uh, the more and more we talked, again, the more and more we uh, figured out that we had lots and lots of common interests. So bring that forward to today, I guess, um, you know, after years of texting and being friends and having each other's backs, and is there a potential for a romantic relationship between us? I would say absolutely yes. I don't want to speak for Kelly necessarily, um, but at least from my perspective, Whenever the time is right, um, whenever our lives are a little more settled, I think that there could definitely be the potential for a romantic relationship. I adore her. I think that she's a, a tremendously awesome, optimistic, beautiful, wonderful person who probably just sent me a text message. <laughs> I was trying to let her sleep in today because she's not been sleeping well, uh, but she, maybe her ears were burning and she knew that I was talking about her. But yeah, she's, she's an amazing person. I would count myself lucky to not only be her friend from here until my day's end, but, you know, if it moves into further territory, into relationship territory, uh, I think that that would be pretty awesome when the time is right. So hopefully that answers your question, Greg. Uh, and it kind of flows really, really good, like eerily good into the question of the week. And I, and I did not I did not cherry pick this question of the week. What is something you used to believe in? Um, but whenever I realized that was a question, I was like, wow, that's that's kind of weird because it's very, it, it flows into like, I guess, where I th- see things going with Kelly. So one of the things I used to believe in was marriage. <laughs> and I don't think I believe in that anymore. You know, I, I, don't, I don't think that you have to have a, a marriage, a union with somebody to fully commit to them. Yes, I'm 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 saucy because my marriage dissolved uh, out of out of nowhere, and now I don't really feel like there's any weight to that because so many marriages fall apart and they just don't work. And then what marriage does is it winds up complicating things. 
then you've got the law getting involved. Instead of two people just talking and working out, you know, like who gets what and, and what you're going to do through all of that. Aziz Ansari has a really good stand-up bit about marriage that I think is, is very comical if you want to look it up sometime. Basically, it boils down to, you know, he's like, dude, why 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 are you getting married? And then the like he's got this little guy on the side, little different voice, and he's like, tax purposes. <laughs> okay, yeah, so... That's probably something I don't believe in anymore. Uh, I was raised a Christian. I don't believe in that faith anymore. I don't really believe in any faith. Uh, I love to believe that there's a God out there that created this vast expanse of planets that we have We have no conceivable idea, really, of where we came from, why we're here, and what all else is out there. And that's that's a very interesting place to be, um, Just just not knowing. So like being raised Christian and and having religion, I wouldn't say it was forced upon me. Like my parents were like, "You're going to church. We're gonna do this. It's it's a thing." But I just feel like the longer I've been around religion, the more I've realized that it's just a way for people to control what you believe in and what you do within society. Because as you look at all of these different religions, they've all kind of got their their own flavor of what they want people to do and and how they want them to do it. And everybody believes that their religion is the one true ticket to heaven. Well, if your religion is the one true ticket to heaven, that means the hell with everybody else that doesn't follow what you believe in. And if there's a God out there, I have a hard time getting behind that. Also, childhood cancer, fuck that. (laughs) Dropping an F-bomb. That's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's God's plan and there's a reason for that and you got to be a testament. Nah, nah, I I don't think so. So that's something I used to believe in. I don't believe in that anymore. I'm very uh, salty in my in my older age. I'm going to be 38 years old here in another, what, three weeks? June 22nd? Uh, so yeah, I'm getting saltier and saltier. Uh, I used to believe in the Easter Bunny. I used to believe that the Terminator, that, that Judgment Day was a real thing. And that I was, I was going to like be this super soldier and help save the human race once Judgment Day happened. Um... I probably watched Terminator at maybe a little bit too young of an age because I had dreams about the T-1000 with its little needle finger stabbing me in the eye for like two years straight. Nightmares. It was not fun. But yeah, I used to believe in that. What's something you used to believe in? That's just a couple of things that I used to believe in. <laughs> Hopefully you guys can uh, redeem. Like it's I The question there, like it's set up to be uh, not not so much a positive response, but... I'm sure that there's a way that you guys can can throw a positive spin on that. But we don't always have to be positive. This is real life. We're living it. So I would love to hear your responses to this as well. That will let me know whether or not I'm just a big negative Nancy and I need to quit doing that so much. <laughs> All right, let's flow right into stuff I watched this week. There's a lot of stuff. Ah, so much stuff. I'm going to try and get through it real quick. Obi-Wan Kenobi, episode three, banger of an episode. No spoilers here. But we got to see, we got to see some Darth Vader action. Got to see some Darth Vader action. It was pretty epic. Um, Vader made Obi Wan his B I T C H, and it was great. The other thing I started to watch that I'm super stoked to finish is Detective Pikachu. I threw that on last night at 10 p.m. after my shower, got in bed, got all tucked in, got the fan going, it was nice and cozy. And then I proceeded to have a just a cheesy grin on my face. 
for the half hour that I was able to stay awake and watch that movie. I equate it very much to the first time that I saw the Lego movie. I was so into Lego that whenever I saw all of these Lego things come to life in the Lego movie, cheese-eating grin for two hours. Same thing for Detective Pikachu. I'm seeing all these different Pikachu kind of brought to life for the first time. And I'm just a a cheese-eating grin, just a big cheese-eating grin. There's a moment in the movie, and I was laughing my butt off in bed. It was hilarious. It's whenever the main character meets Pikachu for the first time. And Pikachu is like, I know you can't understand me, but if you come any closer, I'm going to electrocute you with my butt. (laughs) Oh my god, I lost at that because... Historically, we can't understand Pikachu. He's just like, Pika Pika, Pikachu. But the plot in this movie is that Ryan Reynolds is the voice. And for some reason, this main character can understand Pikachu. And so they're conversating. And that was hilarious. I'm loving that movie. I'm only a half an hour into it. I can't wait to watch the rest of it. Speaking of another movie that I loved, Identity. This is on Netflix. It's from the 90s. John Cusack, Ray Liotta, rest in peace, he passed away this week. Amanda Pete, super hot, not in very many movies. She was a little bit naked in the whole nine yards, so you might want to check that out. That's a good movie. Uh, but yeah, Identity, banger banger of a movie. Holy cow. Uh, I found this TikTok of this guy, and he was talking about the biggest Mind F movies. And um, that was number one on his list, and I can certainly understand why. So... No spoilers or anything, but everything is not as it seems. Uh, All of these people wind up at this motel. Murders start happening, kind of like a clue thing. But the twist and the end of the movie, wow. 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 Five out of five stars for Identity. Highly, highly recommend that movie. And again, it came out in the 90s. It has aged so well. So well. Next thing I watched was Station Eleven. I finished the first season of Station Eleven. It might be the only season. I'm not sure. Uh, This is an HBO Max show, and it started out with a lot of promise in post-apocalyptic flu virus that kills 99% of the the population. It starts going on this really weird winding road where there's all these different time jumps. You jump into the apocalypse, and people are living their lives, and they're like terrible people. You jump back before the apocalypse, and you realize that, oh, that's the reason that they're terrible people. And I like that. I like how they connected and wove all of the different storylines together. There was just something about the whole trope of the traveling theater group, which is like the main group of people in this show, that I just really didn't I didn't care for. I found it I found it it kind of took me out of the whole we're in like post apocalyptic times, people are dying of the flu. But we're in a traveling theater, and we're going to travel around and put on theater for people. I don't, I don't know, I don't know why, but I just didn't like that part of it, and I feel like it took a lot of the, sh- the my interest of the show away. I don't know why. I was in drama in school, and I liked that, but it just it just seemed disconnected. Uh, whereas if it would have just been you know like pockets of people living together, like there was this pocket of people living together at the airport, and that was interesting because, again, we had the time jumps. We saw them before. We saw them after. We saw how all of the people were kind of woven together in a way that they didn't realize, and that was great. But the traveling theater, I don't know why I'm really hung up on that, but I was. I'm going to give Station Eleven Season 1 a 3 out of 5 stars. It was good. 
Last thing that I watched this week was Fantastic Beasts, the latest Fantastic Beasts Secrets of Dumbledore movie. A lot of people crapped on this movie and said it was really bad. I would say if you liked Harry Potter, if you liked either of the previous Fantastic Beasts movie, you will enjoy this. I give it three out of five stars. Um, I watched this with Kelly, and her main complaint was the switch in Grindelwald. So Johnny Depp went through his whole thing. Um, his trial ended this week, ironically enough. And uh, the Fantastic Beasts folks decided to part ways with Johnny because of all of the accusations pending against him. So they hired Mads Mikkelsen to take over the role of Grindelwald, the big bad guy. And I am a huge Mads Mikkelsen fan. But the issue with Mads Mikkelsen is that he's kind of the same dude in everything that he does. So whenever he was in Hannibal, the TV show, he was like this suave, really well-spoken, fancy dude that wore fancy clothes. Didn't show a ton of emotion. Uh, But yeah, and whenever he was in the Marvel movie that he was in, was it a Marvel movie? Yeah, he was in Doctor Strange. He was the bad guy in Doctor Strange. Same guy, suave, didn't show a ton of emotion, Really good stage presence, but just not not a ton there. But I love him. I still love him. I think his delivery is fantastic. But there was such a stark contrast between Johnny Depp's crazy, like, Joker-esque, almost, uh, take on Grindelwald compared to um, Mads Mikkelsen's, that there was a, a pretty good divide and disconnect there. And I agree with her on that. Um, that, was, that was definitely something that wasn't stupendous, but still, I enjoyed the flick. It's great to be back in the Harry Potter universe in that world. Um, I like the movie as a whole. I thought that it told a pretty cool story, and I thought it was good. Three out of five stars. That's everything that I watched this week. Games I played this week, speaking of uh, not spending much time on a topic, I'm not spending hardly any time here other than to just kind of update you because I didn't play any new games this week, but I played the same ones from last week. Shining Pearl... Eh, you know, like it's it's just not as good as Arceus and Sword and Shield. And while I'm playing that, I'm just kind of thinking about, I could go back into Arceus. I, I feel like I want to go back into Arceus, catch more Pokemon, and do that. So I don't I don't know if I'm going to play much more Shining Pearl. I'm kind of, kind of waning on Shining Pearl. Rift Apart, man, um, talk about a beautiful game. It's just... I don't know. I just can't get into it. I don't know what it is. It's always been that way for for me on Ratchet and Clank games. I don't care about the story. Uh, no connection to the characters. The graphics are incredible. It's I mean, it's a showcase game for the PlayStation 5. No doubt about that, but I think I'm done with Rift Apart. I'm probably just going to wind up uh, reselling it, trying to recoup some of my money. So those are the games I played this week. Our final section is Other Stuff and Things. First thing I want to talk about is Pork Belly. Yes, pork belly. If you've never had pork belly, to me it's a delicacy. Uh, The concept of pork belly is that it's the thing that they make bacon out of. But instead of slicing it up into strips of bacon, you can buy an entire side, they call it a side, of pork bacon. A lot of times these are 13 to 15 pounds. So I went to my local butcher, Timber Creek Meats, in the hopes that they would have some pork belly that I could purchase. I found some. It was very expensive. It was $6.29 a pound, I think. And the one that I got was uh, a little bit over three pounds. So it wound up being $20. And my hope is that I'll get like maybe three, four meals out of this. Um, But I really, really wanted to try it. I wanted to make pork belly burnt ends. 
Burnt ends typically come from a beef brisket. You get the point end, which is the really fatty part of the brisket. You cube that up, you season it up, you sauce it up, and caramelize that sauce, and it becomes something just absolutely incredible. It's the best bite in barbecue, in my opinion, a, a well-done uh, burn in. Pork, though, is is it's it's different, right? Some people love pork, some people don't. Um, Bacon is typically 50% fat, 50% meat. So if you're not huge into fat and flavor, you're probably not going to like pork belly. But I smoked this pork belly yesterday, and it was life-changing. It was maybe not life-changing. It was <laughs> it was really, really good. It immediately went to like right there with brisket for me, and I love brisket. It's above ribs, and I love ribs. So it goes brisket, pork belly, ribs for me. Um, biting into it, it had char, it had smoke. I think I cooked them a little bit too long, uh, but still that fat inside of those things, it was almost like a gusher because the fat was rendered down so much you would bite into that. You'd get the crunch and the smoke from biting into that piece of barbecue. And then just this like cascading waterfall of fat and flavor would just come all up in that bite and it was it was incredible. So I don't do it justice talking about it. If you have the chance to try pork belly burnt ends, do it. They didn't call it pork belly at my butcher. They called it pork side. And I was very confused by that. But if you see pork side, that's pork belly. And also, supposedly, they have the big things of pork belly side uh, at Costco and Sam's Club. And I bet it's a lot cheaper than $6.30 a pound. So next time I go to one of those places... I will be buying some pork belly. You can you can bet on it. Next on the list, other stuff and things. Selling almost all of it. Today I have scheduled what I am hoping to be my last or second to last whatnot auction in the Lego space. Um, as I stated earlier, I think I'm in my dark ages for Lego collecting. Uh, I've now taken down all of my minifigures other than the collectible minifigures and the Harry Potter stuff. So if you're watching on video, that's the Harry Potter stuff. There's collectible minifigures here. And then over here on this side of the wall, there's a bunch more of my collectible minifigure series. I'm keeping all of the CMFs. I'm going to continue collecting all the CMFs. I love those. They don't take up much space. They're highly collectible. They're fun. They look great on display. And now all the Pokemon cards are starting to take over the wall here. These are dimensions. I need to get rid of those too. So I've taken down all of my minifigures. I'm going to be selling those today on Whatnot. The format that I'm going to try out is a pick one or two or three. So if the bid gets to at least $3, that'll be the starting bid, they can pick one minifigure from the eight that I'll have displayed. If the bid gets to $6, they can pick two minifigures. If the bid gets to $9, they can pick three minifigures. So I think that'll be a good way for me to move a lot of product very quickly and also to give the consumer some choice and keep them interested in what's going on because if you just put what if you just put up one minifigure at a time some people can be like this is taking too long it's too slow but if you put up eight at a time and you get some intrigue and interest and you have some different themes I think that'll work well but hopefully I get through all that stuff I've got like random parts that I need to sell I'm trying to sell my stack ons currently I listed those on Facebook marketplace a lot of people have expressed interest um, nobody has come by to look at them yet. I'm worried that it's going to be like, a, hey, I want to come by and buy one. I want to come by and buy one. I've got 23 of them to get rid of. So I've got them listed at 30 bucks a piece. 
If they buy multiples, I'll definitely do price breaks on that. Uh, but right now they're taking up space in my garage and I can't get my car in my garage, which is fine because I've got two cars. Uh, although I filled up for like $78 this week with my truck and that's like, I don't want to, I don't want to drive my truck anymore or like do it very sparingly. Um, because gas is for 44 a gallon. Now it went up another 10 cents yesterday. Pretty crazy, but yeah, selling most of my Lego. I'm feeling good about that. I feel like it's the right decision unburdening myself. Uh, the modulars are getting broken down and sold. I'm going to sell my Pirates of Barracuda Bay, uh, all of my Star Wars sets. Yeah, I think I'll just keep the Harry Potter stuff. And that's about it for the most part. So I feel good about it. Been by Dark Ages, I might regret it at some point, and that's okay. Then I can just start collecting it again and start from square one. Yay! <laughs> Last topic of the week, Beckett went swimming and I went swimming as well. We both went swimming together. Uh, he came over on Wednesday as he normally does. I had a pretty quiet day at work. I took some packages to the post office. We went driving around to Pokestop so I could get some more Pokeballs because I was running out of Pokeballs. And uh, yeah, he uh, he spotted the pool. I was like, hey, the pool is open. There's kids there. And he's like, dad, I want to go to the pool. I want to go to the pool. Dad, let's go to the pool. He was He was very animated, very excited. So I was like, well, this is an opportunity. He's excited about something. Uh, we're going to do it. So we went home. We got swimsuits. We went back to the pool. He proceeded to swim for two hours straight. I sold the stock tank pool this year because we really didn't use it that much. And I wanted him to go to the regular city pool to be able to play with friends, to get more comfortable in swimming because he's really not comfortable swimming. He does not want to put his face underwater. He still does not understand the concept of keeping your mouth closed when you go underwater, so he drinks a fair amount of pool water uh, whenever we go. So I think that'll be good. I worked with him on, you know, kicking and paddling, and uh, I think I think if we can go to the pool at least once a week, that will be a good thing for him to just be exposed to the water and to continue working on those different things. But it's a really small community pool. It was there was a ton of kids there, even though it was like Wednesday uh, in the middle of the day. It was kind of weird. Uh, no parents inside. It was me and one other parent is, is the only parents that were there. Um, he's one of my former students. That's kind of weird. I'm old. Um, but yeah, uh, swimming. It's good. Going to take him to that. Going to get him out into the world doing things like that. Yes. There's one other thing that I didn't talk about that, that happened this week. So I'm going to talk about that before I close the episode. Pokemon Go. Back into that. I'm enjoying that. As I mentioned, I'm driving around and trying to get balls because I'm running out of balls. Uh, I've started going on walks. I think it was last Sunday, so a week ago today. I was like, all right, I need some exercise. I'm going to go outside. I'm going to go on a walk. I'm going to open up Pokemon Go. We'll see if I have fun. I had a blast. I had a lot of fun. It was uh, a little bit over two miles that I went on that walk. Um, it took nearly an hour, uh, but I was stopping at Pokestops, pocket, stopping at gyms, catching Pokemon, taking over gyms. It was fun. It was very enjoyable. And then two more times this week... I went on a walk with Kelly and her daughter, Brooke, and uh, their two dogs. Well, one time it was one dog because the other dog was lost. But the other dog showed up and joined us on our walk last night. And on our walk last night, it was a long one. I got home last night and I had almost 15,000 steps. So I don't, I don't even know how long it was. It was over an hour, like an hour and a half. Um, Kelly wants me to make her smoked queso. And I said, I will make you smoked queso, but... You got to buy me a pack of Pokemon cards, one pack of Pokemon cards, <laughs> because I'm 
yeah, I'm that guy. I wanted to... Screw it, I said the F word. I'm a whore. I'm a whore for Pokemon cards. Whatever. I said it. Um, so she surprised me on our walk. Her daughter, Brooke, pulls out a pack of Pokemon cards from her backpack that she was wearing. So those are for me. I was like, oh, well, I don't want to wait and open them. Let's open them right now. That'll be fun. We're walking. We're playing Pokemon Go. We'll open some Pokemon cards. And I opened that pack of cards, flipping through them, flipping through them. The card on the very back, boom, Charizard VMAX. Let me grab that bad boy. Boom, Charizard VMAX. I pulled this card while walking with Kelly. She, she bought one pack of cards, and this card that's worth 50 bucks was pulled. So then I was like, well, what am I going to do? I put it in a, a back in the little cardboard sleeve because sometimes you can buy Pokemon cards that look like this. They come in like little cardboard sleeves. So there's a pack of cards in there. You got to open that. I just put the Charizard back in the little cardboard thing and put that in my pocket. And we continued our walk. That was very exciting. My reaction was, was pretty hilarious. We had just gone past a kid and I was like... And the kid turns around and he's looking at me and he's like, what? What? Are you okay? And I was like, I pulled a Charizard VMAX. And he's like, whoa, that's cool. And then in my excitement and haste, I gave that kid the other cards in the pack. <laughs> but I didn't give him the Charizard VMAX because I'm a whore for Pokemon cards. That should be the title of the episode. Probably not. Probably not. I'm going to continue naming the episode the question of the week, which is, what is something you used to believe in? Please respond to that. Let me know if you're salty like me or if you're more of a positive person, and uh, we'll go from there. Thank you all for listening to the episode this week. Appreciate you all. Hope you have a fantastic week. I'm looking forward to having a good one. Hope you are as well. See you in the next one, everybody. Take care now. Bye-bye, then. Elder Bad's YouTube.